All right, welcome everybody for this, our 20th podcast. 20th podcast! Oh my goodness. All right, well, uh, today's podcast will be just another conversation, so uh, not much uh, pre-planned here other than to say, oh my goodness, 20th podcast. But uh, as always... I'm Scott, and I'm Brad, and this is not about us. Well, cool. Uh, So, hey, Brad, uh, you excited about number 20? Excited and maybe a little mind-blown that we've made 20 podcasts. 20, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems kind of like a big deal, but as always, I don't want it to really be about us. Right. But still. It's just kind of neat to be here. Yeah. And that's that's just it. We're just, uh, it's not about us. It's just uh, following along uh, feels like not in the driver's seat. Uh, I'm just checking this out, uh, and I didn't realize we'd get here. So it's just kind of like, well, cool. This is where we ended up. And even if, I said it last time, but even if this was our very last podcast, I still feel good that, you know, we'll have 20 episodes under our belt, uh-huh. you know, talking about who this is really about. Right. So on that note, Brad, if you would like to lead us in prayer on who this is really about, uh, we can continue on with this 20 podcast uh I have no idea where to go with that. So why <laughs> Stravaganza. Don't you, there we go. There we go. Uh, go ahead and uh, lead us in prayer today. Yahweh God, how exciting that we get to do these podcasts, but they're a celebration of you. That's why it's exciting. This is not about us. This is all about you. And I pray that this brings you honor and glory. We pray that you are proud of this, that this was your will for our lives. I mean, so many things had to happen to bring Scott and I to where we are, and that had to be your hand. You were the one maneuvering the strings. God, we thank you. We thank you for being here with us, for inspiring us. We thank you for letting us to share your testimony, to share your gospel, to share your story, your word. Because this is all about you. I'll say it a hundred times. This is all about you. Because you and only you are worthy of any praise and glory and honor that we can give. Amen. God, we love you. We adore you. And if it's your will, let's get another 20 done. All right. Amen. Okay, I'm, I'm waiting. You said you were going to say it a hundred times. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> it's all about God. <laughs> All right, well, uh, as we said before, this is just our conversation piece, so we have nothing planned going in, uh, just kind of, well, not much planned, just some thoughts and ideas, uh, some Kickstarters, so to speak, for conversations. Uh, Brad, do you feel like opening up with anything in particular, anything on your heart lately? Well, my situation's a little unique right now. We've kind of shared a little bit in previous podcasts, but Scott and I both kind of do the same job. And we started out as co-workers, but then Scott turned trader and 
and he went and went to a different clinic and left me behind that 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 traitor (laughs) (laughs) but uh recently i just got approved to transfer to the same place that he is so we will be co-workers again but i have to admit i kind of have a little bit of a heavy heart about that because at the current clinic that i'm at you know some of the staff through this whole covid situation and just all the changes that have happened all of the policy changes we literally could have had five changes in a day yeah you know it's been it's been a struggle you know so i don't know if my coworkers actually listen to this or not but i just kind of want to start out by you know how we every every time we kind of choose somebody we want to uplift um you might have somebody too but i'm going to uplift my coworkers this time you know, we share while we're there all the things that they're going through. I'm not going to share anything that they've said to me in confidence, but I just want them to know I've heard your struggles. Yeah. I give you anything that I can give, but what I can give is so limited. I would just implore you, give your troubles, give your concerns, give your worries, your anxiety, everything. Lay it at the foot of the cross because he can help you so much better than I ever could. But I just want you to know, it is with a heavy heart that I leave that location, but you will always be in my thoughts, you will always be in my prayers, and you know I will always have your back if you need it. Cool. Um, no, I'm glad you say that, because uh, I know probably difficult for a lot of people, but uh, at work, I'm trying to be uh, the best representation of Jesus I can be without being in people's faces, uh, without being quote-unquote abusive with it. Yeah. uh, Without being... Just not forceful. Right. There's Sometimes there's a fight within me. I don't know if I've talked about this before on these podcasts. I know I've talked about it plenty of times with Brad and others. Sometimes there's a fight within you over uh, what is wisdom and what is a lack of courage uh, when you don't go somewhere. Or conversely, what is courage versus ignorance or or just a lack of wisdom? When are you bullying forward and you shouldn't be? I'm constantly struggling with that. How much do I go, hey, this needs to happen and I don't care who's mad at me for it because God's leading me here. And how much is, no, I, I shouldn't go there. It's not appropriate at this time and it will only harm things. Um, I'm, I'm constantly struggling with that. And so I don't know how, I don't know if you feel the same way, Brad, but uh, I'm constantly at work. It is a very difficult time for me to try to be God and yet have to restrain that. Well, and I, I struggle too. You know, you never know what situation you're going to walk into at work. You know, coworkers, uh, they have their own burdens and their own challenges that they have to go through. So one day you might walk in and everything's perfectly fine, and the next day something major could have happened in their life. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find that fine balance of how do I help them? How do I show them love? Right. But they're also... We're also in a working situation, and we're busy. You yeah. know, there are times where I mean to go over and say something, or or try to be nice to someone, or, or uplift someone, but I just I'm I'm too busy. 
mm-hmm. because ultimately we also have our patients that we have to worry about and uh, and their needs and our patients you know if they don't feel good or if they're stressed or worried like through this covid situation they're not always the easiest to handle they're all not always the most pleasant you know and i get that if you're in pain if you're stressed if you're worried if you got bad news we're all human mm-hmm. we're all going to handle it in different ways but sometimes when you've had such negativity back to back to back it's hard not to to find your own spirits you know being drained a little bit right so i i constantly am going back and forth with should i have said more should i have done something drastic or done something more or was it wisdom to just keep my mouth shut i've been learning this as i've been going too sometimes it really is just wisdom just to not say anything Right. I've gotten myself into a lot of trouble before because I'm just trying to help, but it wasn't it wasn't wanted or needed at that point. Mm-hmm. And I may have hurt somebody just because I was only trying to help, but they didn't want my help, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I do. Absolutely. Um, and not just in work situation, but it's difficult on all of us. Uh, I know everyone listening understands this. Uh, when do I act? When do I not act? What do I say? What do I not say? I hate that feeling when you are trying your best to help and you feel like you just made everything a whole lot worse. You wish that everyone would just understand you were just trying to help. Right. But once again, we don't necessarily know the full story of what they're going through. Exactly. You know, I, I also have a hard time where, where I've worked, there's been Quite a few people that I've worked, coworkers that I've had that are of the Islam religion or things like that, and mm-hmm. I've had to, I've had to bite my tongue before because they'll say things that is offensive to me as a Christian, but I also don't want to, <laughs> you know, I got to find that fine balance. Like, I don't want to say no, 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 don't please don't say that about Jesus, but at the same time, I don't want to offend them, but I want to bring them over if I can, you know. Right. I had a win the war, not the battle. Exactly, but when I hear something terrible, he said something terrible said about my God. Sometimes I want to be David. I want to say, "Hey, <laughs> knock it off!" But that's not going to win anybody. That's why uh, we we've got to go back to Ephesians and recognize our battle is not against flesh and blood. Right. Uh, it's against spiritual forces, wickedness in high places. It's so difficult to remember when things like that happen to us that it's not about us. I mean, it really is not, it's not them versus us. It's, it's, it's God versus Satan, and we're the players on the board. Right. And it's so hard to see the person smacking you down, whether it's literally, physically, beating you, whether it's verbally mocking you, assaulting you, uh, whatever it is, it's sometimes it's so hard to see those people as the lost treasures that God desires. The, the, the very people hurting you the most are lost heirs of salvation that God is crying for you to win back to him and sometimes we don't want to. I, I mean, uh, I'm reminded right now of uh, Jonah with his uh, obedience when he finally came back to God and went to the city of Nineveh 
and taught them, they all turned, God forgave the city. We fail to realize sometimes the real story there is Jonah ran off, not because he was afraid, not because, oh my goodness, God has told me to do something so terrifying to me, I can't do that. No, the book of Jonah says that he ran away because he hated them because he hated the city of Nineveh so much and he knew that God had such compassion and love that he was gonna forgive them should they repent and he didn't want to he didn't want them to repent he didn't want them forgiven he wanted them destroyed right guys how much of that is going on right now in our lives how many of us see somebody horrible see somebody terrible see somebody who's hurt us and we don't want their repentance we want God to destroy them. You're not wrong. And and it's such a terrible, selfish thought, but you're not wrong. I had a, we had a boss, you, you had him for a while too, um, but he he was of Islam and, and I was trying really, really hard over several months to just have little conversations with him here or there um, about Jesus and about what he believed and and ultimately of course I had the goal I wanted to bring him over <laughs> you know but yeah I don't know if those conversations were beneficial or not my hope is that I planted the seed and then at some point it'll grow mm-hmm. but uh, I, what I really appreciate about him was at least he was open he didn't yeah he didn't immediately tell me no no you're wrong he actually listen to what I had to say and would say things like, oh, actually, that's an interesting point, or oh, that uh-huh. makes some certain sense. And anytime he would say something like that, I'd have a little small victory dance in my head because maybe I'm getting through. But uh, I often pray that uh, he will have an encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I actually did that. We actually had a, we both prayed together one time, just wishing him to have an encounter so powerful that he would have that doubt in his head that maybe Islam's not right, Mm -hmm. you know? So don't know where I was going with that. Just it reminded me in our talks. Yeah. Something I continually pray for. I hope he finds his way. And that's the thing about these conversations. They don't have to have an end goal in mind. You just, whatever's on your heart, spit it out. And I like that about these. And I hope you listening like that because I hope it encourages you. Again, we've said many times before, we hope this is an encouragement to you. One of the reasons we want to do these conversations pieces is because this whole thing is like a prayer to us. And we've said it before, prayer is literally nothing more than conversation. So this is a conversation, we're just, we're just spitting out whatever's on our heart, whatever's on our head uh, at that time. Guys, this is, this is how prayer works. Uh, I, I hope this is encouraging you to have a conversation, a prayer with God. The Bible says pray unceasingly. Does that mean do nothing but hit your knees, bow your head, and be, be in prayer continually? Don't eat, don't sleep, don't go to work, don't do anything, just pray? No, it means we're to continually be in communication with him. He... We should be treating him as if he's right there with us constantly. We're always with him, talking with him, communicating with him, and listening for him. Not just being, not just monopolizing the conversation, but actively listening for, for everything he's telling us constantly, all day long. 
That's what the Bible means, to pray unceasingly. I know personally I have some of my greatest insights. I'm focused on some other task. I Maybe I'm in the shower or whatnot, and then something will just pop in my head, some sort of connection. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's, that's what it is. It's just thinking and praying and talking it and figuring it out as you go. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, I might have a shout-out, too. Well, I do. Okay. Uh, I'm... Uh, I said I've said before I want to do uh, one of these in every conversation uh, because it is not about us. Uh, I want to just lift up the other people that are out there trying their hardest to to lift God up as well and give you some just encouragement and love. And today I want to lift up a uh, shout out a man named Jonathan Kahn. Uh, he's uh, he's a writer. A lot of other things. He's a a Messianic Jewish pastor, but he's written a series of books. uh, I think the most famous of which is probably The Harbinger. It's a fascinating book, just uh, connecting the events of September 11th to ancient Israel and the destruction of the kingdom of Israel and how God is following a pattern and trying to wake up America in the same way he was trying to wake up Israel. And unfortunately, as I continue to live in this society and and in this country, we're not listening. Uh, We're not paying attention to the warnings that God is sending us out of his love and his mercy for us. But to Jonathan Kahn, you know, again, we're a tiny little thing. I doubt you're listening. But if you happen to hear this, I love you and I thank you. I appreciate your books. I appreciate your wisdom. They've really touched my life. The one thing I will say about his books, and, and you've read uh, several of his books, I know, Brad, uh, um, but I don't I've know about all of them. Three. Three, okay. Uh, he's, he's very deep, and he's very knowledgeable. The thing about his books, I do not suggest them to people that I do not believe are already listening to and, and trying to chase the Spirit of God. I agree. I agree. There's the pattern that Scott just kind of mentioned. It's amazing. It's eye-opening. It's really cool. But right. oh yes. But if you're not if you're not in the right frame of mind, if you it's kind of like reading scripture sometimes. Sometimes if you're not in the right frame of mind, you might not get any insight. You may not understand what you're reading. Mm-hmm. But if you are in the right frame of mind, if you sit down and go I'm going to study, I'm going to pray before I study, I'm going to really dive into it, then you'll see a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with these books. If you just read them on the surface level, you might go, oh, coincidences. If anyone has listened to our previous podcast, you will know I don't believe in coincidences. But you might just go, no, nope, that's a coincidence, plain and simple. The problem is once you have three, four, sixteen coincidences, how can it still be a coincidence? Yeah. You know, but no, they're, they're fascinating. And, and actually the, it is really cool seeing the pattern. You almost feel like you're on the inside of some great mystery. Uh-huh. And I suppose this is a um, Lord of the Rings influence on my life or whatever. But whenever I read books like his that are uh, f- fascinatingly in-depth and, and just digging deep, and, and several of his books, he he's not... They're nonfiction, but a couple of them he treats as if they're fiction. It, what he does is he sets up a story about someone who's seeking 
a treasure hunt of some kind, and then the, then he lays out these truths. He lays out what happened instead of just in a dry, here's point A, here's point B, here's point C, and so on. And so there's kind of a story involved with it where the person in the book is finding out the secrets that he wants to share with you. And whenever I read these, especially out loud, I'll go on walks and just read these books. I do them in, in, in an accent, you know, I'll, I do it, I'll do it like this or something, you know, I realized to, I, I've just jumped into this. I haven't worked on it. Yeah. I just, I just did this a spontaneous thing. Several of you are going, Oh my gosh, that's a terrible accent. I'm very sorry for that. But, uh, but I just, you know, I, I get a little bit better the more I do it, but, uh, uh, I, I, I do them in an accent because it's, it just, I don't know why <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. I just thought I'd share that. It's so fun for me to, to, to read them that way. Because you're becoming a different character. You're no longer Scott. You're actually becoming that character. <laughs> right. I've done, I've gotten lost in books before too. And then it's like the voice in my head sounds different. Actually, I think I shared this with you several years ago uh, when I was in the, uh, the book of Job mm-hmm. as I was reading it. And I usually read the Bible out loud. But as I was reading it, back then I was a session member of a Presbyterian church. And and I was actually in just church one day um, reading. No one else was there. And I found myself really feeling what he was going through. And my voice got hoarse. And I sounded like an old man. You know, it was just, it Mm -hmm. was a kind of a weird experience. But it was like, it's just because I'm really getting into this this character the difference is he's not a character but but you get the idea i was literally becoming him and that was awesome because i'm now actually feeling what he's feeling i'm understanding his position i see the desperation yeah and then when i get to the point of god suddenly i'm just reading as my normal voice and i realized oh i can't be god yeah. I can't do God. I cannot because he's mm-hmm. so much more powerful and awesome than I am. But as soon as I go back to reading any of the other characters in that story, suddenly I'm I'm able to do that. It was just a really weird, unique situation or experience that I had reading that book, but I loved it. So I, I, I imagine it's kind of what you're doing is you're just kind of becoming... I suppose, yeah. I, I just, like I said, I think it was... Um a leftover from the Lord of the Rings uh, that it just uh, that kind because I reread those books you know like three or four times you know while watching the movies and uh, I, I just have it, it's like that journey that that you know Frodo's journey not just Frodo's journey but Aragorn Legolas and the rest of them uh, just just that we're chasing we're we're going after the enemy we're we're that that whole fantastic idea of of commitment and and the adventure of it but but the seriousness of it at the same time just kind of comes back to me when I dig into the Bible in this way because it is it's as Brad has said revelation is fascinating and exciting story and and just a marvelous thing to get into but at the same time there's, there's a depth and a seriousness that we need to understand this. And all of that comes together and it's all applicable and it makes for just one rich feeling. And I don't know why, I just <laughs> go to that place. And I start talking like this for some reason. And, and it can be anything. It can be, 
in, I, it might be Australian, you know. I, I'm, I might be. It's just got to be something else other than me. Please, please tell me, you're doing Kermit sometimes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he probably won't do it on here, but I'll just let you know he can do a mean Kermit the Frog. No, that's okay. I, I think I'll spare them, spare the listeners that one for now. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just throw that out there. I just... Harbinger was a was a really cool, but I could see why you do that with that one because there, there's a prophet in there that is kind of he's extremely mysterious and yeah, you know that's he's, part of it. He's kind of Gandalf in a way. I mean, uh-huh. you know, he pops up to to help the main uh, character along to figure out certain truths and whatnot. But he's also a little mischievous and, you know, mm-hmm. he's, it, he's a cool character. Yeah. It, no, the Harbinger is definitely a fun book. If you like that, he's got several others. Uh, the mystery of the Shemitah, uh, the paradigm, the Oracle, several others. But like I said, I, I don't give those to baby Christians. I don't suggest them to people who are going to go, what does this mean? What's he talking about? Uh, I said su- I, I suggest those for people who are seeking and are deeper, and it's something that will strengthen your faith. Something you'll go, oh my goodness, I see God in that where I didn't see it before. Yeah, if you gave me a book like that, like maybe seven years ago, I would have gone, Scott, this is a conspiracy theory. This is this is you know outside the realm of reality because I, I wasn't chasing. I didn't understand the supernatural as well as I do now. I didn't understand God anywhere near as much as I understand him now. And mm-hmm. I still have so much, so much more to understand. But, but uh, yeah, if you gave me that book seven years ago, I might think, whoa, this guy, he's a, he's into conspiracy theories. And, uh-huh. But no, it's, it's really good. But you have to read it in the right frame of mind. That's, that's for sure. Ah, so anything else you have on your heart you want to throw out there at this time? I got a few more things we can head out on that path if you want. Go for it. Let me just point out, this is something that's been on my heart uh, lately. Just just something I'll throw out there. doesn't have to go anywhere. But I got to say, I'm really tired of a lot of people. And, and when I say a lot of people, I look back on some of the things I've done in the past and have to slap myself to, including myself in this, of taking chapter verse, isolated bits of the Bible and just saying, there we go, I've got it. You see, that right there says this. And completely ignoring the context uh, of what it means, completely not understanding that this is one small piece of something that's much larger and meant to be taken all together. Uh, We've got to remember that the entire Bible needs to be taken as a cohesive whole. Uh, When we take chapter verse and we say that I'm standing on that right here oh not this over there no that that I could do without but this right here God said it and I'm standing on it we don't understand we're limiting God by by taking one and it's usually out of context it's usually uh, this is nothing more than a way to get our own desires uh, we're not really chasing God we're we're just We've determined what we want. We're finding something that sounds like God has agreed with letting us have what we want, and we're calling it good. 
I don't know what you think about that, Brad, but uh, it's, it's just something that annoys me that people are grabbing tiny little pieces and running with them instead of taking the whole thing together as it was meant to be. I just finished watching a uh, video from Michael Rood, and you guys are kind of parallel right now. He kind of got a little uh, little feisty too. He, was, he's, he basically said, you know what? The, the organized religion is basically using five verses, these five verses, and they're only using them, and they're creating a whole religious system based on those five verses, and they have them wrong to begin with. <laughs> but also, they're not seeing the all of Scripture. Mm-hmm. They're clinging on to those five. And it may not actually be five. It could be 25. It could be, it could be right. 100. But if you're only clinging on to 100 and letting the rest of Scripture fall away, I, I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. I read the other day. I take that back. I, I say the other day, literally the other day, but, but literally this was more like two and a half years ago. I don't mean to say it like it was just a week ago. Uh, but I read uh, a while back, how's that? That sounds better, that John 3.16 used to be the best-loved verse uh, by Christians, and it has changed to, uh, do not judge me lest you be judged. Really? Yeah, because people are just wanting to get away with whatever they want, and they're using that completely out of context as uh, they're not understanding what the verse means, uh, which we could get into here if you want, uh, Brad, but uh, if you're interested in going down that road, but they're basically taking it to say, you can't judge me. I can, I can kill, I can steal, I can lie, I can cheat, I can be whatever. Bible says you can't judge me. And that's, and it, it comes from a selfish attitude. It's, it's totally it doesn't selfish. come from chasing God. It comes from justifying their own personal selfish desires and calling it godly. Because I know for a fact that if you, I'm just using you as an example because you're in the room, mm-hmm. but if you were starting to fall away, that's right. And you told me that I couldn't judge you. I I, I wouldn't care. I'm still coming at you. Uh-huh. I'm going to tackle you. I'm going to bring you, drag you back if I have to, because <laughs> I'm not going to let you lose what this is all really about. Uh-huh. That relationship with God, that that hope in your death, the eternity with the, with the Almighty, I'm not going to let you lose that without a fight. I, so no. Scott, if I, I give you permission, if I do something that you think, whoa, whoa, Brad, no, judge me. Yeah. Smack me. You know, do uh-huh. do whatever, because I would hate to get to heaven. I've, and I've mentioned this before, but but it, it's it's a, it's a scary image to me. It terrifies me to get to heaven, and even though I know I'm here, mm-hmm. but then to look in the eyes of all the people that should be there, if only I had done something more. Yeah, and the, and to see you. Brad, why didn't you slap me? Why didn't you bring me back? Why didn't you try harder? Mm-hmm. That's a terrifying image to me. So the same is true. You smack me and bring me back if I start doing something. You judge me. I'm okay with that. That's right. Yeah. And uh, like, for example, this this very verse, do not judge lest ye be judged. It's one of those apparent contradictions that people have because elsewhere in the Bible, God said, my people perish for lack of judges. Mm -hmm. So wait a second. God's saying, 
you shouldn't judge people, and yet he's saying we need to judge people more often? Uh, what's going on here? It's one of those things people point to in the Bible and they say, see, it contradicts itself because they don't understand the context. They don't understand what's really going on here. Right. And Paul says, if a brother's falling away, meet him with love and bring him back. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are times where we need to let each other experience the consequence of our actions. There are Mm -hmm. times for that. But if it's going to drastically alter your relationship with God or your eternity, then no, I feel like we need to get involved and we need to. And then this is the problem right now with with America and other areas of the world. We're kind of in a in a really tough spot. We say if we say what we believe, if we if if we go and say what we believe, if we try to evangelize um people, if we try to stand firm in our beliefs, and we try to share that with others, right now in America, we're the bad guys. Yeah. We're the, we're the haters. Um, but we are actually not. We're actually the ultimate lovers because we understand right. that we're coming at you with love because we know the alternative. But now here's the thing with that, that I will, I, I don't want to say play devil's advocate because I'm not. Uh, you're absolutely right. Someone with the right heart who says, I love you and I can't let this happen. The problem, one of the problems is the people who call themselves Christians, but are not. Mm, Yep. And are out there beating and violently attacking and hating and abusing all in the name of Jesus Christ. They are too often the standard Yep. They are too often the reason people hate Christians. Well, I've seen surveys and I've seen people talk about this and have discussions about this. And the number one reason that people fall away from having a relationship with God is because of religion. Mm-hmm. They've seen other people play the hypocrite. Yeah, They've seen the other people preach and say, no, this is wrong, this is wrong, but then they go and do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Too many hypocrites, and we're scaring away uh, people that we could save. How many times did we have in, in American history, were, how, how many stories do we have of someone hanging and beating uh, black men and women, Jews, attacking them because... They were ungodly, horrible people, and we're standing up in the name of Jesus Christ and committing these atrocities because we're saying this is what God wants. He's against these unholy wretches. I'm standing up for God. This is who God is. And the world is going, well, then I don't want that. And then when someone who truly is a Christian comes with love and says, because I care about you, I don't want to see you die. I don't want to see you suffer. I I use this as a metaphor. Imagine you're in a house, uh, you're in a room, and there are two doors. One leads to the exit. One just leads deeper into the building. And someone comes and yells, there's a fire. We've got to get out. And you know where those two doors go. You know one is leading outside the building, 
and will take you to freedom, take you to safety. One will lead you deeper into the building, and if you head that way, you will be destroyed by the fire. And there are a hundred people in this room, and they all want to take the wrong way to their deaths because they believe falsely that that is the way out. Now, if you love them, you're going to do your best to try to convince them that's not the way out. Please don't go that way. You will die. This is the way out. Even if they hate you for it, even if they mock you for it, even if they ridicule you for it, love will say, you can't go that way. That is certain death. A lack of love will simply say, goodbye, losers, and walk out to safety and you're going to be saved, but everyone in there is going to die because you didn't do a thing. Right. But the people too often in that situation that you're trying to lead and you're trying to show them, because I love you, here's the way out. They're not listening to you. Why? Because someone right before you came up and said, that's the way. You're all idiots. You're all losers. God hates you. I hope you die. You should all burn in hell because you're all worthless scum. God doesn't want you saved. God wants you destroyed. And, and I represent Jesus Christ when I say this. Now you walk into the situation and you say, I'm here representing Jesus Christ. Boom, immediately the walls go up, not because of what you've done, but because of what someone else has done in the name of Jesus. It's the radical churches, the radical Christian churches that protest at uh, gay weddings and all these kind of things. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to meet them with love and understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I guess I don't know what else to say about that. It's, it's, uh, this all started because we're talking about taking chapter verse out of context. Right. Uh, and that's where the conversation goes. Uh, so I guess uh, I'll just head off on another topic right now. So I, I think we've kind of, Spoken our mind on that one for now. Go for it. I've told you guys before, uh, if you listen to other podcasts, I write for um, a couple different comics. Uh, Spirit Man, uh, I've written for one called Brothers in Space. And actually, right now, I'm writing for Edgar, uh, who created those comics, uh, a new series called Sisters in Space uh, that is pretty cool. It's a three comic series and I'm on issue three. I'm, I'm in the middle of writing it. I've given him the scripts for one and two and they're starting to do the art on that. And the reason I bring this up is because I find it really cool to, as the writer, I've created these stories. I know what the stories are. As I'm creating the stories, I'm imagining in my head kind of a, a movie. Uh, I'm imagining them as I, I'm seeing the people involved as they go. And I'm following along and I'm kind of writing down what I see. And, you know, that that's the whole process. I'll go back and go, no, I didn't, I didn't th- that wasn't honest where they went there. Let's go back. Let's rewind a couple of seconds and go back. That's, that's, I want to I want a natural reaction out of them. That, that was forced. And let's and try this. And, and I do the whole process and I create a story, and I go back and re-edit it, 
and I fix places I didn't like and, and, and I do the whole writing process. Boom, I've got a script. I've got a finalized script. I like it, I'm done. And I send it off to the artist, to uh, Paul Burris for Spirit Man. Uh, I send it to Edgar, who um, I don't believe he's drawing it. I believe he's, he's created, he's kind of the, the brainchild behind it and, and uh, the primary uh, force behind it. But I, I believe there are other animators uh, other artists who are working on it. And then they send me their art. And they send me the pictures that are going along with the story I've sent them. And it's it's just a funny feeling to me. I've created this story. I'm the one who sent them the original story. And yet when they send me the art, it's like it's coming to life in a whole new way. It's just a weird feeling. I... I don't know that I can describe it to someone who hasn't been there, but it, it's just a really cool feeling to see the art come back from these people and, and just, it's, it's totally fresh. And I, I guess one of the reasons I bring this up is because it kind of feels like what Brad and I are doing right now in our Bible studies is I know these stories. I've been here. I've been over and over. I uh, grew up, uh, I've said before, I grew up in the church with uh, going to Sunday school, knew all the stories. Now I'm going back and I'm digging in deeper and it's like the animation is coming out in a whole new way for me. And it's like, oh my goodness, I, I knew that story, but this is a way I've never seen it before. Just, just getting that art back makes me feel like that. Well, that's why I love being a part of your Bible studies. I mean, when you, when you put a word picture together or you make some connection, I say it a lot, my mind gets blown, but it really does because I do. I see something new. I've read Genesis, uh, I don't know, 12 times. That's, that's an estimate. Mm-hmm. I, it's been a lot, a fair amount. And now that I'm going through it again with your study, and then as, as we talk about in some of our previous podcasts, we do our studies separate. Yeah. For that purpose, because it is kind of awesome to get that candid, whoa. Yeah. And it also creates more conversation because you've, you've been talking about how you're excited lately because you don't necessarily have any grand conclusions in your, uh, in your last study or the one upcoming. That's right. But I think that last study, that got us into more conversation. Yeah. Which was also good. That, and, and that's what, amazing to me. I really love that feeling of uh, coming into this and you saying something like, wow, I see X, Y, Z from what you just said, and suddenly the lights go off in my head again. I've prepared this study. Again, it's like I've written the script. And holy cow, I never saw it that way before. Right now, immediate, in the moment. There is a new picture. I've never seen it like that. It's just really cool. And if you if you haven't actually listened to those Genesis studies yet, those word pictures are really cool. I highly recommend you get to that. And not for us, but because <laughs> they might help you see a deeper a deeper story behind what is written on the page, which is always cool. They are. They're they're amazing. And sometimes it's not that something new and fresh came out. It's just the fact that realizing it, it, it's like, I guess the best way I can describe it is kind of like reading the lyrics to a song 
and then actually hearing the song with it. It's, oh, that's the emotion behind it. That's the depth and the beauty behind it. I mean, you catch some of the, the depth and the beauty with just the lyrics, but when, you, when it all comes together like that, you're like, oh, there was more to it than just the simple message behind the words. There was passion. There was, there was poetry. Poetry. There was something deeper and richer than what I heard with, with just reading it on the page. So that's what's really special about those word pictures to me is it's it's not exactly a different message. Or it's not anything new that wasn't just explained in the word itself, but it's just a poetic, beautiful way of stating it that you didn't see before. Yeah, absolutely. So where are we right now, time-wise? Uh, about 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Uh, I think this is a good time to just wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> yeah. Is honestly, guys, I didn't even really have much prepared for this one. Work has been particularly busy, and I am trying to also have uh, a family life, and no. also trying to have <laughs> my refreshing time with God. Um, I will. I. I highly recommend this. Find yourself a Scott, find yourself a friend or a group of friends, even better if you can get more and more people, but find that group that uh, are chasing a relationship, have your time with them and have God in that. But I highly recommend also finding time for your own personal experiences with God. Yeah. uh, Your own refreshing moments with God. Because we Um, all need it. Absolutely. I mean, I... You know, there are times where there's just something, uh, there's a giant in my way. I can't, I can't beat it. And I can talk to my friends and, and they might give me support, but I still didn't get everything that I needed. Mm-hmm. But when I go talk to God, there it is. We you see know. that in Jesus himself. Uh, I mean, this is the son of God. This is the Messiah. Come to die for our sins. Come to show truth and healing the masses and preaching perfect truth and still had to separate himself and just go be with the father one-on-one and do we think we're better than that do we think we're any different that we don't need that uh it's you're so right brad we just need those times of separation to say look world get lost for right now it's just me and god and the more often that you do that the you'll start to see the things of the world grow dim. And I remember never really understanding what that meant until it happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember how excited, how silly, but how excited I was when um, I literally saw things that used to interest me, they just started fading away. And I wasn't upset about it. It was actually a wonderful experience. But All right. So I, I guess we'll end with that. Unless you have anything else to throw in there? No, that works for me. Great. I, I always, I never want to just say, and we're done, and you're going, wait, what? I had, no. Uh, so uh, that's it for today, I guess. Uh, as always, I'm Scott. And I'm Brad. And as always, this is not about us. <laughs>